I am very like fricative, and I have very. I can't have a good time. I'm feeling so <laughs> attacked. So, I'm now. sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that tells you, you know, it's not about how good our podcast is. Okay, maybe it is about how good our podcast is. Maybe it's the best podcast. I think it was a pretty good podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Darren Sheldon. Darren! Is this a good podcast? Such a good podcast, we had to let it age like a fine wine over the course of several weeks. <laughs> we needed a few moments for Boston Rob to think about it and then say, nah, it's uh, it's great. We love it. What? Steven? Uh-huh? What would Boston Rob say about our analysis thus far and about our podcast? <laughs> um, I think, similar to Johnny Fairplay, he'd be like, you said some mean things about me. <laughs> <laughs> And I would say, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we've been much nicer at Boston Rob. I think despite, like, the the shots we take at Boston Rob, we like Boston Rob. Oh, yeah. The, except, like, minus Marquesas, where he just, like, decided to be homophobic. Yeah, that was that was gross. But, but yeah, when, when the 2000 to 2004, like, pops in, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, mm, that's right. I remember when this is. But, you know, I was thinking about this today. And I, I, we, this is, we're not in the episode yet, but, so I'll get to my bullshit in a minute. But episode talk for a second. I love how much control Boston Rob has over this game if it were any season other than All Stars. Oh, really? I, and I know that makes it all the more impressive, <laughs> but like, I enjoyed watching him run circles around people I didn't know and were having a hard time caring about. But him doing it to people that I want to see more of kind of sucks because there's only 43 minutes in an episode. And 30-plus well, of them are devoted to Boston <laughs> Rob every episode. Well, that's the, the biggest argument for 90-minute uh, episodes I can possibly ask for. Yes. The new 90-minute episode format of Survivor is great. Some people don't like it. Some people think it's too much. But it does give a lot more camp life and a lot more interaction of how did we get to this final Tribal Council moment than in previous seasons. That's awesome. So I I hope it's here to stay. I know, like I said, some people aren't too happy about it, but oh well. I will always take more camp life as long as there's also a game being played. Yes, Because we've had camp life with no game in some of these seasons. That's true. It's not that. I think Survivor has grown beyond that, where... Considering they only cast super fans now. (laughs) Yeah. Even though there is some, like, shenanigans going, there's so much more intricacy to what is going on to every single moment. Mm -hmm. There's not a moment wasted in these new seasons, and that I appreciate. That's awesome. Everything's telling a story. Nice. I want to pivot one second and talk about the dinner we just ate. Okay. Which is Subway. And I, this podcast is not sponsored by Subway. Not even slightly. No, we would take it. But I used to work at Subway when I was a teenager, and so I've had a hard time eating it for years. (laughs) And then I discovered from a TikToker that does, like, fast food secrets that Subway does not clear out discount codes in their online portal. (laughs) So to this day... Any sub you want, it doesn't matter how expensive it is, you can order it online. You have to pay online and type in FL599. Okay. Yeah. Footlong 599. Get a cheat meal. 
So wait, you let me get the the sub of the day, and you got the uh, foot long, any foot long for five ninety nine. I did not think it was out of a money thing. I thought you just weren't that hungry. <laughs> no, it wasn't a money thing. I was just like, give me, give me whatever. But now that I realized you were getting the the Rolls Royce, and I walked in with a sweet onion chicken teriyaki. <laughs> I'll drive a sweet onion chicken teriyaki. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, anything else? Anything you want to talk about? What's What's new with you? You look a little sleepy. I uh, I mean, yes. No one in my life is allowed to find love ever again. <laughs> I'm so tired. Yeah, Jared's been driving a lot. In the last three weekends, I drove 15 hours one way. I flew down, then drew, drove 15 hours. Stupid. Yep. Then I did. I mean, just from Chicago to Minneapolis was, what, that's six and a half hours one way? So About that, yeah. There's 13 plus driving all over Minneapolis. And then this weekend did another 10 to 12. So I would like to never see my car again. <laughs> and you I would like it. to never be invited to a wedding again. If you're out there and you're like, Jared, I know you. If you're actually someone who knows me, if you're just if you're a parasocial <laughs> relationship... That this is very different, I suppose. But if you're someone that actually knows me and you're like, I want to invite you to my wedding, don't. Don't do it. Don't. Not allowed. I don't want to be there. <laughs> I I had a customer call me that I know very well and we've developed kind of a, a fun relationship. Um, but he's getting married next weekend and he, he joked about me coming down and I was like, no. I, I'm a shell of a man. I refuse. Get away from me. I will. No more love. No more driving. No more love. <laughs> Well, once we're done here, we're going to go watch the Vikings do their thing. And, again, assume that everything is going poorly, because here we are. Yeah. But yet, I will still don the... I was going to say the Sunday apparel, but don the Monday apparel. The horrors persist, but so do I. There we go. (laughs) Speaking of things that persist, emails! If you want to email us, feel free to do so. SurvivorTBT at gmail.com. Or you can message us on Reddit, u slash SurvivorTBT. First email from Tyler. Tyler, since you kind of yada yada my last Jerry update, understandably, since it was during your live episode. Yeah, there there is that. And since I don't have too much more to add for between All-Stars and Heroes vs. Villains, I'm going to repost the last update before I do a new one. She appeared on the cover of Playboy in 2001. She hmm. appeared in the movies Destiny and Komodo vs. Cobra. I don't have a pencil on me. You need to write down Komodo versus Cobra, because yeah. that sounds absurd. <clears throat> that sounds awful. With her character making survivor references in the later movie. Hell yeah. Yeah, there we go. In 2002, she competed on a celebrity edition of the game show Russian Roulette, and it made it to the bonus round before losing. But oh, rest in peace, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> still getting five grand for her charity. Do you remember Russian Roulette? Were you a game show, like, person? Do you mean the game where you put one bullet in a revolver and you hand it around a table? No, it's... That's the only Russian roulette I know, Steven. That's what it's inspired by. It's like a trivia-based game, but if you get questions wrong, you're, like, on a platform. And if you're the one chosen, then you just fall through your platform into, like, a mat. Back in my day... Back in my day... I had the game show network on we, my grandma's TV. We used real bullets, damn it. Oh my god. Let's not kill our celebrity edition of a game show. <laughs> In 2003, she was a cast member of season one of The Surreal Life. 
I don't know what the surreal life is. I don't know what is. that is. It's, a, it's a play on the real life. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. She appeared on an episode of The Joe Schmo Show. Do you know The Joe Schmo Show? Yeah. I feel like I've explained it. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the one where, like, everyone's an actor but one dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. They redid that recently, kind of, with the jury. That's true. They did do that. I love the concept of Joe Schmo Show, but I feel so bad for the guy. Because they, like fuck with him to the point where he's not okay yeah i think he sued them actually did he i i don't remember i remember seeing something i don't know that's apocryphal maybe not i don't know i feel like they gave him a lot of money for that yeah but maybe not who knows which is a scripted reality show where every cast member is an actor except for one person yeah we talked about that she appeared as herself judging a talent show but playing into her bitch persona by trashing everyone's act I love that. That's pretty great. Way to like steer into this thing that people are ripping you for. That is the only way to get out of it. It's true. If you're like, all right, I'm in. Let's play in the, on the joke. Yeah. It's great. For the new stuff, she was a sideline reporter for season one of Extreme Dodgeball. Hell That's, yes. That fucks. That's so cool. But did not return for season two. She appeared in the music video for Faith Hill's edition of Peace of My Heart. Okay. And was a cast member for TMI, a weekly sketch comedy show. Infamous Big Brother housemate, is that Evil Dick? Mentioned that he dated her at one point during a montage of him name-dropping celebrities. All right. There's a, a lot of things going on there. That's that's fun. Again, the, the legend of Jerry Banathy lives on. I love her. I, She's an icon. I love Jerry. And from Josh... Lex was considered for Heroes vs. Villains and Blood vs. Water, but declined both times. Wow. Personally, I don't think he would have been popular enough to make the cut anyways, but who knows. I feel like I disagree on this one, in that his persona was so... Even if he didn't do super well in All-Stars, I mean, he did pretty good in Africa, and... Yeah, he was the... what I, We need to find a term for this. The person that makes it to like final three final four and they get rid of because they were because they're going to walk to the end dangerous yeah the presumed winner yeah like your your lexes your kathy's your rob sestrininos like the people that you have to get rid of because otherwise it's a slam dunk yeah yeah i think despite like how his reputation took a hit he is such like an iconic figure and like his persona is big enough that i think it could have carried him if not to Heroes vs. Villains, I, I think Heroes vs. Villains more than Blood vs. Water. Sure. I also think that if he got a lot of shit for this season, he doesn't deserve it. Like, he made a, he made a couple wrong moves, but I would rather... He got fucked over. Well, and he also, yeah, he just blatantly got fucked over. But I would rather have someone on that's going to take some swings and misses than mm-hmm. somebody who makes it a long way just kind of existing. Yeah. Even in All-Stars. Yeah. I also, like... Despite everyone, like, jumping on him and being like, you fucked up, the math isn't there, though. Unless he was really confident he had Big Tom. Yeah, and I don't think he was. I think this episode that we just watched kind of proves that. Like, this was—we don't need to get into this episode too much, but, like, this was the time for the home run, and they just didn't. Yeah. So— there's that. Lex was also asked to be on season 40 before it turned into all winners. Oh, sure. It's been heavily speculated that the original theme would have been survival rivalries and that Lex and Rob would have been a pair of rivals. That's pretty cool. That's pretty good. 
Your response to this episode pretty much hit the nail on the head of why online fans thought the season sucked as it was airing. All the players wow. people actually cared about left early, and the show was stuck with players no one really liked. Huh. I mean, I definitely agree that it's a bit of a disappointment, and I will talk about it more in the episode, but a hypothetical world where Amber goes home and Tom flips, I think, makes for a more fun season. At least one that's not as protagonist heavy. Sure. <laughs> Which, you you know, you gotta find a good balance. Yeah, of course. But to say it sucks, I think, is a little too harsh. And also is naive of the online community at the time to think that big game players would just be allowed to, like, play the same just, way and yeah. not be targets. Yeah. It, it's It almost feels like this is a season they should have started with Hidden Immunity Idols because it's the only way some of those people could save their butts. I, I agree. I think you're right. One interesting statistic that shows this is the fact that seven of the 18 All-Stars did not make it to the season finale on their original season. Jenna, Alicia, mm -hmm. Jerry, Amber, Boston Rob, Sheehan, and Rupert. Of these seven... Six of them made it to the top seven this time. Therefore, in the eyes of the audience, you are left with a bunch of losers besides Rupert. <laughs> I was going to say, some of those are unfair. Like, Jerry, I don't think anybody should question whether or not Jerry was an all-star of her season. Sure. She was. Same with Rupert. Rupert was an all-star, was the all-star of his season. Correct. Except for maybe Johnny Fairplay and then obviously Sandra, who won. Who else was on that? Alicia? Yeah, I guess you're right. Kind of a jobber. Big Tom? I don't think anyone's going to argue that Big Tom is a heavy hitter, but I also don't think anybody's going to argue that he shouldn't be an All-Stars for personality alone. Yeah. His oh, yeah. personality he, is the All-Star. He needed to be there. Correct. Yeah. Would I, I have liked to have seen, like, Rich go up against Boston Rob pre-sexual assault? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kinda. But that's part of the game. It's part of the game. And like I said, I, I get it both ways, and it's, it's just unfortunate the way things played out, but I personally... I want to see the jobbers. I want to yeah. see the people who didn't get the shot the first time, and they did the smart thing and banded together to take out the winners. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, they're still jobbing a little bit. Hey, let's job away. All right, that's all I have for emails. Anything you'd like to say? Thank you all for your patience and sticking with us. Yay. Blumper. This episode came out on April 15th of 2004. A couple things that happened in the week between episodes. And by that I mean one thing that happened in the week between <laughs> episodes. It was a very quiet week. Okay. And I picked this one out because it's a sport we don't talk about very much. And I want to see if you understand any of the words I'm about to say, Stephen. Okay. West Indian cricket batsman Brian Lara smashes highest individual score in a test innings with 400 not out, parentheses, 773 mins, 582 balls, 43 by 4, comma, 4 by 6, end parenthesis, in drawn fourth test against England at Antigua. Okay, so you've actually hit on something that I do know a little bit of. Okay, then before you explain any of it, I feel like I just read a math equation and had a stroke. <laughs> I thought I understood something about cricket, and that tells me I know nothing. So when I was on the cruise ship, the some of the channels that we would get, one of them was ESPN, but it was ESPN out of the Bahamas. 
Okay, yeah, so that makes sense. They have, like, weird programming, but they would get all of, like, the national games of, like, NFL or, like, big games, but they were all condensed onto ESPN. So it was actually really nice that it was like, oh, this is sports networks before it became, like, every network has a sports network. Oh, okay. So Super Bowl, the playoffs of anything, they were all there, which was really nice. But, like, one of their big things was if there was a cricket match on and it was, like, a big cricket match, it had to be on because the Bahamas loves their cricket. Hell yeah. Uh, Just, like, the whole—I shouldn't say Bahamas. Like, the whole West Indies loves loves cricket. So I got to watch a lot of cricket, and I learned. One thing about cricket, though, is they've kind of adapted because the game itself, like, in its purest form— could just go forever. Oh. Like, they could play an entire day. I thought you were going to say that the game was solved, but what you're telling me is that the game is anti-solved. No, it's it's kind of solved in that they, they like, put limits on it, so you can't w- literally go on forever. But in, in its original form, you could play an entire day, like, 24 hours, stop, play again the next day, and, like, continue where you left off. Oh my god. Until you got enough people out. So what that's saying is this dude just kept hitting and hitting and hitting and never got out. Wow. And like there are times where you just it's hard to get these people out because you either have to hit the the wicket in with a pitch or you have to tag someone while they're running or like tag the wicket while they're in between the two. I'm going to stop explaining this. I don't like that I brought this in to fuck with you, <laughs> and you ended up fucking with me. Yay. Yeah, it, it's an interesting sport. They find better ways to do it. Okay. <laughs> uh, the number one song is still Yeah by Usher. Yeah. <laughs> the top five movies, I'm going to skip number five because we're going to talk about it. Number four, The Passion of the Christ. You know it. You know it. It's, it's number four now, though. So I, it's, it has fallen. It took a hit. Number three, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. Hell yeah. Number two, Hellboy. Hell yeah. Number one, Home on the Range. The one we talked about last week. Yeah, I know. The Three Cows. I'm aware. Number five, Johnson Family Vacation. The fuck is that? Never heard of it? No. This also, I think... Maybe this is, I think, a bit of a a cultural difference as well. This seems to have been aimed more at the black community, similar to Barbershop that we've talked about before. Oh, okay. Probably was not marketed to us while we were kids. That tracks. However, movie info. Separated from his beautiful wife, Vanessa L. Williams, Nate Johnson, played by Cedric the Entertainer, wants to make amends with her and spend time with his kids, finding the perfect chance for bonding in a cross-country trip to a family reunion. Convincing them all to join in on the journey, Nate takes the Johnson clan on a trek from California to Missouri, but they encounter various strange situations and eccentrics along the way, including a quirky hitchhiker, Shannon Elizabeth. Rated PG-13. I've never talked about the rating before. Hmm. What do you think the rating is on this, Steven? So, for me, this sounds like a... And I mean this in the most loving way possible, is that this is a an African-American aimed at National Lampoon's vacation. Yeah, I would I would say that's that is probably what they were going for. I don't think it's going to hit the mark the way that it wanted to. I think it's going to be fine. I'm going to go with a 42 critic 
but it's going to have a bump because the people who are watching this and enjoying it are the targeted audience. So I'm going to go with like a 56 audience. Interesting. I agree with you about, I think it's supposed to be a National Lampoon's vacation. I think what you forgot is that was made in the 70s and this was made in 2004. Uh And a lot of what was made in 2004 for movies was bad. Uh... So the audience score on this is 44. Okay. You are right. It oh. is it is more loved by audiences than critics. Okay. The critic score is 6%. Whoa. That is a new low. That's that's real low. It's real low. Is that our lowest? I feel like we had one that was like 2%. Yeah, maybe. I'm not keeping score. I'm not keeping score either. Gross. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Remember, the even, the even seasons of Survivor are paired with bad movies because <laughs> the spring slot versus the fall slot. That'll do it. Yeah, okay. The Even Stevens Movies Reviews. Hey. Hey. <laughs> anyway, let's get into the episode. Episode 12, A Thoughtful Gesture or a Deceptive Plan? Por que no los dos? Why not both? Yeah, it's... This episode's interesting in that it's very front-loaded with content of, like, these are the, the things we have to do. And then suddenly, we're we're dragged out with other things, the repercussions of what happened. Yes. Overall vibes, how, how do you feel about this episode? I kind of touched on it last episode, but I am really disappointed that this is such a tribal season. Yeah. Why is no one listening to Kathy this episode? And, you know, to their credit, it might not just be the time. Like, if you shoot your shot with Kathy, you got to... You know, you don't want to end up in a 4v4. Mm-hmm. It's a little tougher. I just... Dude, you're just... <laughs> you, like, why are we doing Taiwan again? Why are we doing Africa again? Like, why are we doing this in a team that had three tribes? Yeah. Why are we doing this really harsh tribal line split? I don't get it. <laughs> and, and like, I don't think... I think Lex was really foolish last episode for everything else we've talked about, but also for not trying to make the argument that Kathy's making this episode, or to his credit, if he does, maybe we just don't see it. Mm -hmm. There is opportunity there. Why are the people on the bottom not ganging up? I I feel bad for Lex, because Lex had a plan, and Lex's plan went out the window, and there really wasn't, I don't know if there was time for him to scramble and, like, or at least enough time for him to like, okay, who's the bottom of this? Yeah, because there is there's there's always someone who's at the bottom. Someone has to go next. I also don't think he expected to be abandoned quite that quickly or be yeah. stabbed quite that quickly. Like I think he may might have suspected that like maybe it would happen, but maybe not vote one. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you would at least get some grace to get past the first few votes. Yeah, I will also say another credit to Amber. Her tribe must fucking love her. Mm. Because Boston Rob so far has not been a viable target. He's had immunity. He's not been a target at all. Correct. Both both these episodes, he's had immunity. It seems like any attempt to try to flip people on Amber is a is just a no-go. It seems like nobody is interested in having that conversation. And it could also just be the social politics of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you know that Boston Rob... If you are friends outside of the game, and it seems like a lot of them are, and Boston Rob really likes this girl, which it seems like he does... All you're going to do is make the next X number of days that Boston Rob is there highly uncomfortable. Yeah. 
And this is part of the problem that I had not anticipated of having a group of returnees that all know each other. That it is... I expected that to make the game more open. It actually makes the game way more static. People have come in with these pre... Well, except for Boss and Rob, have come in with these preconceived notions of a lot of the people and preset plans and don't really seem to be that interested in diverting from them. Yes. And I but think not everyone. Not everyone. I think some of that might have to do with like if you are somebody like influencer culture does not exist yet for the most part. Celebrity culture does though. Mm-hmm. If you're somebody that is very close with with some of these big names that book talk shows, that book reunion events, that book other reality shows, what's worth it to you? Trying to pull the trigger to maybe squeak out a, a one in six chance in making a million dollars or building a friendship slash relationship that might open the doors to other things once the game is done filming. And I think that Boston Rob is so far the only person we've seen on this season that explicitly separates those two. That goes, no, Lex, I'm going to stab you in the fucking face. (laughs) And then 20 days from now, we'll be friends because this is a game. The problem is that he's really the only one that has had the opportunity to do so from that side. Like, you know, I guess to Lex's credit, he did do it too. He did it to Ethan. Yes. And yes, the friendship aside, like everything is, it's, it's tough and they know these people and we've been talking about it all this time that, Hey, the relationships are there. So this is way different from you're coming in as strangers and going to fuck them over. Yeah. So now you're fucking over your friends pretty much regardless of what happens. Cause you know, all yes. these people and some people are are taking that opportunity to be like, "Nah, this is a game." Some people are so scared to make a move right now that we're just settling into the the tribal mentality that we've had thus far on Old Shapira. It reminds me of what Rupert said early in the season, where he was like, "I'm the new kid on the block," mm-hmm. and Rupert in Pearl Islands and different game, different edit, all of that, but had a very forceful presence. Rupert, this season might as well be invisible for the most part. Like, besides some blunders and a couple decent challenges, performances, and creeping on women at a reward challenge, like, he mostly just doesn't really exist because he doesn't want to step on the toes of these other people that are going to be doing the comic cons with him and mm-hmm. are going to be doing, I mean, this is all, this is all theoretical. I'm not trying to, pres- I'm, I'm prescribing a little bit where I, where I don't have the information. Yeah. I, I don't think that that's on Rupert's mind though. Cause he's still pretty fresh. Like he hasn't had the time for like his season hasn't even aired yet. So he hasn't had the time to bask in his celebrity status. Sure. He's just like in it. I think that makes it worse. Cause I think that makes it as these are stars mm-hmm. and I, I think Rupert was one of those people that had seen the show right I know that there's some people in these early seasons that didn't know the show that they were being <laughs> recruited for or signing up yeah. for but I, I think I remember that he was he was one of the people maybe I'm just making that up I'm pretty sure he had seen the show this is this is you going on mm-hmm. with Johnny Fairplay uh-huh. like you're gonna act differently than if you go on with fucking Craig from down the street yes 
So here's where I'm going to be a little contradictory. Okay, please. I think that Rupert, yes, he was big, he was bombastic in his first season, and it got him screwed. That is also true. He started the season doing a lot of the same, and it almost screwed him over again. But the other thing I will say is, remember what also screwed him over. Drake Strong, Drake. It's all Drake. I'm mm. Team Drake. Oh, that uh, that is not lost on me. And now he's Team Shapira. But he's also not being like, no, 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 this is the way it has to be. True. He is sitting, he is taking the votes. People are saying, it's this, it's this, it's this. He's not throwing a fight. He's just like, yep, you got it. And I'm I'm a little cool with that at this point. He has to make a move, don't yes. get me wrong. And set the final seven is going to be very interesting. Okay. I think next episode is going to be... Next I mean, episode... This, this was final seven. This was final eight. No, this was seven. The votes would have been 4v4. Because uh, Kathy makes the whole speech of you can do it at seven or you can do it at five. Like, this is the time. Yeah, I know she was saying that. I thought I remembered... Oh, no, you're right. This is eight. Yeah, okay. Which is weird that she was making such a pitch that seven and five are your opportunities. So I think what she was trying to say there was do it now. Uh-huh. Do it right now while you have me who is on the opposite side of Boston Rob. You have a guaranteed vote against him. Seven's going to be really interesting, or it won't be. It'll it'll either be a really interesting scramble, or it'll be an obvious vote for Sheehan. Okay. Unfortunately. Who, but, if, if you see someone, like, taking a step up to try to make things happen, who is it? That's part of the problem is I can't see anybody doing it. Mm. I mean, okay, I can see any of them doing it. But I... There's no obvious person to take that step up. And you know what? To Boston Rob's credit, maybe that is the reason or part of the reason he got rid of Lex early. Or even even if unintentionally, like, stabbing him right away. Yeah, I mean, you got rid of the other person that is cracked out on playing Survivor. (laughs) This is fascinating to me. It's, yeah. No, there's... We're at such an interesting place in the game, uh-huh. and I don't know. I I I know what's going to happen, so I don't want to like jump I, down your throat with it. We're we're at such an interesting place that feels like it's so obvious what's going to happen. Mm. Or we end up in a situation similar to Kathy and Marquesas to Lex in Africa, where to Rob Sesterino, where Boston Rob gets got at the final three or the final four as the presumed winner. Sure. All right. He also could just win every immunity from here on out. That is a possibility. He's seems physically stronger than a lot of people. He's a monster at these challenges. The only thing in his way, I think, is Rupert. Yes. I like as much as I want Alicia to be like a physical threat, she really hasn't been like she's not dominant in the way that I like she could be. Yeah, she's not a strong swimmer. No. Like, she's perfectly average at swimming, but that, like, yeah. most of the challenges this season have some element of swimming. At least in the individual challenges, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. So, I think we should get into the episode, because we've talked a lot around it. I mean, yeah, a lot of that is the episode. You're right. So, we start off with, oh, the rain last night sucks. <laughs> like, we get back to camp, and, oh, our fire has a swimming pool. That's great. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Amber's like, it's it sucked and it was cold. This is the tribal council. And I had to suffer two votes. 
Oh, no. And guess what? You're still there, Amber. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy kind of talks us through... I, I couldn't give away that idol. Good for you, Kathy. I thought about it, but I, cu- I couldn't do it. But Amber's lying like a rug. What a silly phrase. Yeah. I mean, we know. We, we know Obviously. that she said what she said to get to where she is, but like, I don't know. Kathy's still upset by it. Yeah, it's interesting because Amber didn't lie. Amber wrote a check she couldn't cash. <laughs> she as We see she had every intention of, or at least every intention of considering cashing that check. Sure. And it was shot down. She tried. She tried. Yeah. It means nothing to Kathy and Lex, but she tried. Yeah. So, Kathy starts trying to do some math here with a, a little bit of effort, but she starts with Rob, and she's like, hey, us, you, me, Amber, and Tom? Why would he do that? Why would he do that? That makes no sense for him. I don't know. She's trying to get on the good graces of him screwing over Lex. That also makes it 4v4. It, 2v2. Oh, 4v4. I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. Someone might go along with it. Everyone seems to be going along with the other side. That's true. <laughs> Listen, could Boston Rob make it happen? Easily, it would seem. Does he have any interest in doing that? No. I also love that she said, I think Boston Rob has a soul. That was funny. I did write that down. <laughs> yeah. So, Rob is, is taking this, and he says to us, interesting, of what Lex said in the last episode, that, like, it could have been us... And Tom, Lex sold out Tom and he didn't even know it. Yep. Yeah. So he's thinking that Tom's already like in on this and could be buying in. And if like, man, I just think the season will be more fun to watch if you get rid of Boston, Rob and Amber at this point, who have had amazing arcs and are obviously power players. Uh-huh. And you still had Jerry, Kathy, Lex. Sure. I think that's so much more of a fun scramble. <laughs> Yeah, I see what you're saying. Shame. Shame. There's so much rain, Jared. So much rain. And I'm sorry, I do want to add up. I also lean more towards your side of like, I don't know if Lex had that arrangement, like, or was as locked into that arrangement or as sure of that arrangement as Boston Rob seems to think he was. Sure. Because if so, then I take every nice thing I've said about Lex back. (laughs) Like, if it was was locked in, you felt really good about it and... Voting off Jerry was the stupidest thing that has ever happened in the game of Survivor up until this point. Mm. He can't communicate with Tom. I don't think it was – maybe uh, the doubts The doubts got bigger, but man. I mean, yeah, you want to rely on the people that you've had alliances with in the past. Yes. And you are friends with and you think, yeah, I can go, I can go a long way with this. It's a shame you haven't talked to him in a long time. <laughs> yeah, right. To actually figure out if that's a viable plan. Anyway, rain. There's a lot of rain. So much rain. Tom, we've been waiting for daylight for two days. It's blacker than a dungeon. Looks like it's going to rain again. I was real concerned where this phrase was going. I don't even think I understood what he said. There are some times in confessionals where I don't understand the words that are coming out of Tom's mouth, and I nod and go, all right. I, I love it so much, but it does make it hard to write notes on the episode. <laughs> sure does. When you have to decipher what he's saying. Even worse when he's, like, in previous episodes when he's been drunk, and you're like, mm-hmm. I, he slurs through words, and I'm not going to shame him for that. That's a regional dialect thing. That's a thing. very thick Appalachian accent. But holy hell, 
when he's drunk, he slurs through everything. Uh-huh. It's just, it, you're painting on a paintbrush, and it's just one broad stroke through these words, and you're like, uh, yeah, you got it. Tom talks in italics. Ooh. How fancy. <laughs> no. <laughs> better, better than wingdings. So, yeah. Everyone's talking about how, how shitty it is right now. Rupert, when the sun came up, it was even worse. Like, we were waiting for the sun, and it, when the sun came, it still sucked. Okay. I don't know how that would make it worse. Humidity? Anyway. No, I think it was just, like, a hope thing. Oh, yeah. It didn't get better, therefore it was worse. Yeah. And, yeah, she ends, like, I woke up feeling scared and vulnerable, and why am I here? Jenna's like, we have food and warm beds at home. That's what's keeping me going, is I don't care about this shit. Like, everyone's down and everyone's bummed, but I'm here to win. I'm here to win, baby. Oh, so we're getting a family reward is what you're saying. Ah, yes, of course. Ah, yes. <laughs> immunity, right away. But it's not just immunity. It's a doozy, says Jeff. It's the survival ob- survivor obstacle course. I'm slurring through my words <laughs> now, too. Uh, Steven, we didn't talk about the immunity necklace last episode. I, okay. And maybe me. that's the respect it deserves because yeah. it, it just, it's fine. It looks like something you see at Claire's. It does look weirdly like craft project-y. Yes, correct. It's unfortunate. It's one of my least favorite individual it, yeah. necklaces. Great. Disgust. Moving on. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's the survivor obstacle course. But it's also, it's immunity, but it's also reward. Yeah. So you're playing in two teams that will be drawn, not drawn, they will be captain picked. Yes. And the top, the team that wins gets a reward, gets their letter from home. The four will then go on to the next section and will (laughs) play for immunity and also a video from home. Sure. So, of course, we have to go into a nice sheltered area where we can watch the VHS tape. Yeah. Yep. And everyone's crying. There's so much crying. I feel like I could talk about everyone crying because it's very emotional. It is. Yeah. I mean, this these are people that you love and miss and I will say I was surprised at how emotional Boston Rob got. Not that he can't get emotional. He has before, he over Amber. Uh-huh. I just when it was his brother, I was like, "Oh, okay." And then it pans back to him and he's like openly sobbing i was like oh wow him and his family are close Mm -hmm. this episode but before in the amber section where he was like i'm so worried about her i hope she's still i hope she's safe i hope she's doing all right is like it showed that he has like he's in touch with his emotions he he paints himself as stoic this part is like okay he's actually human this is fun yes and i also will say i think boston rob is somebody that is directed by his emotions hmm. and i think that makes a lot of his game up to this point make more sense i see what you're saying going after lex emotional move like rather than leaving him one vote because yep. you made a deal and why he's so good in the power position where he can go off vibes and <laughs> vengeance vibe tribe vibes and vengeance baby Hell yeah yeah and i think sometimes we forget to talk about the like unless a man is crying like that they can be that they are that like they have emotions like you said stoic but i don't think he's really been stoic through the season he's constantly like hooting hollering he's he's being the tough guy he's being the romantic he's 
kind of just going wherever his impulsive emotions take him at that moment. Sure. I, I see what you're saying. I, I, I absolutely agree. Yeah. It's just more aggressive. Yes. <laughs> it's aggressive emotions. It's it's so interesting to me because, like, his face says stoicism where his his words and his actions don't. Right. And then you throw on top of it the thickest Boston dialect. <laughs> I love it. And it's hard to take seriously sometimes. I love it so much. Yeah, so everyone's crying. Amber's sister, we're watching the videos, Amber's sister and niece, Alicia's mom, and I didn't realize that Alicia was uh, biracial. Yeah. Or adopted, I guess. I didn't, I haven't looked into her history, and I don't really care to, because that's not none of my business. Sure. Tom's son. Bucky Bo. Bucky Bo calls him buddy. I love the dynamic where your son is calling you bud. Yeah. It's like, ah, that's that's my bud. Tom said that's his best friend. Yeah. It was that really cute. And a goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rob's brother. Can we talk about this section for a hot second? <sighs> the rap that was going on was really funny to me. It's 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 something. It's, it's not something. not since Greg's audition tape from season <laughs> one have we seen such tomfoolery on a home video. I think it's fun. It's pretty it's fun. fun to me. Yeah. It was it good? No. No. Was it possibly insulting to the rap industry? Absolutely. Yes, to every vocal art imaginable. <laughs> uh, Sheehan's parents and her cat and the cat. I love the cat. The cat was funny. Rescue me from this crazy family. That was cute. <laughs> that was really cute. Uh, Kathy's son Patrick. Hilarious. I love this. I love Patrick. Uh, he's so funny. Ah, you caught me reading. I, I was just doing some light reading. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Br- bring me home the million dollars. Thank you, Patrick. She Rup- won't. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Rupert's wife, Laura, and daughter. Instant tears. So many tears. And it did just... I remember when we had Johnny Fairplay on, he mentioned Rupert, like, at the... I don't know if it was, like a comic con or some convention or whatever, maybe a re- the reunion for all stars or whatever reunion for Pearl islands. I don't know where Rupert was like, I am physically and mentally destroyed. It was, it, it was at a convention after he was done with all stars. Yeah. It, it didn't occur to me that he made it so far in both seasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, his body took a beating. Uh huh. And I don't blame him for falling apart for a little while. No, I got married, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so tired. I uh, I didn't even get married. I attended two weddings <laughs> in a row, and I'm like, all right, time to never see another human being in my life that isn't named Steven. Hate it. And then we get to the end, and Jeff has to point out that, hey, when we were in Borneo, Jenna, you didn't get a video. You were the only one to not get a video. Can you imagine if she didn't this time? That would horrid. Yeah. Just the worst feeling. But luckily, she did get a video, and Jeff had to draw that out for a little bit. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. and Also, do you remember the Internet Cafe from Australia? I don't know what about this reminded me of that, where they were, like, <laughs> typing the messages back and forth. Yeah. Fucking stupid. It was stupid, but it was kind of cool in the t- in the moment. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah. This is a retrospective, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And then, all of a sudden, Jeff's like... This was great. I had fun. Record scratch. Let's go do a challenge, damn it. This is a long obstacle course. It's so long. Every time they got through a leg, I was like, so that's the last. No, that's not the last one. Like, challenge length-wise, it, it's not 
super long. Like, I feel like it takes about as much time as a typical challenge. Sure. But there's just a lot of obstacles. Yes. We have the breakthrough, balance beam, belly crawl, a 10-foot wall, the blown bridge, (laughs) a ladder, a rope bridge. They have to dig up a flag, do the zip line, and then let everyone out and cross the finish line. That's a lot of things. And who are the people that pick teams again? It was Rupert and Alicia. Rupert, you're an idiot. Why? I mean, I guess I don't know what order they picked. They didn't show it. Big guys on this on this course are a liability. Correct. How did you end up with Big Tom? And you are already a liability. Yeah, I mean, that's not really fair to Rupert when he's a captain, but like, Rupert and Big Tom on the same team, born to fail. Yes. I agree. And that's ultimately what yes. did him in. Also, Kathy. Kathy's not the most agile either. Sure. But the last two picks should have been Kathy and Big Tom. Yes. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Rupert, you're an idiot. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Sometimes you pick with your heart, not with, not with your brain. I get it. <laughs> so we have Rupert, Tom, Jenna, Kathy, and Alicia, Rob, Amber, and Sheehan. And Jenna. I mean, I'm sure Jenna's, like, sure, Jenna and Sheehan are probably comparable, but, like, mm-hmm. Amber's also shown herself to be very strong. How did Boston Rob and Amber end up on the same team? Yeah. I don't know. Wow. What I think happened is that I bet Rupert picked Jenna, Alicia picked Rob, and then Rupert picked Tom. Yeah. Amber, and then Kathy and Sheehan were the last votes. Okay. That's that's what I think happened. No, you're right. I think you're right. Anyway, the first section to me was so funny because Jeff was like, yeah, you're just going to have to power through this. And they literally did. They just, like, ran through this section of things that was in their way. This was the one section where having a big boy was helpful. Correct. And Big Tom just walked forward like a wrecking ball. He literally ran through it and then (laughs) belly flopped onto, like, a section of it. (laughs) It was so funny. It was amazing. Good for him. Rupert and Tom fall on the balance beam. That's also where their liability, like... The balance and the speed. They're, yep. they're just not able to do it. Anyway, it was... It's, it's a dexterity challenge, and you put all your points in strength. Yeah. A lot of this was the the team of Rob, Alicia, Amber Sheehan got up a little early at the balance beam, and then just the gap never closed. Yeah. It stayed about the same, to their credit. Mm-hmm. They, they never lost ground from there, but it just... It never closed. It never got any closer. And so by the time that really where they should have made up ground was the wall and Mm -hmm. the digging. But Rob and Alicia are so strong. Yes. And I thought that the digging would have been the best place to do it because when they put Rob on the flying fox, I'm like, oh, you put the three ladies to go dig up this flag. Had the flag been deeper and like a harder dig, that might have been a liability. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? So yeah, the winners, Alicia's team. So then we get to the second section. We're just doing the slide puzzle from Tai from Taiwan. Correct, Thailand. Thailand. I said Taiwan earlier too, and I was like, that's not right. No, Thailand. That's all right. Asian country with T. Yeah. Tijuana. I know the difference between them. I just it wasn't that I knew it was Taiwan. I knew that was wrong. I just didn't remember the that Thailand existed. <laughs> I didn't remember the words that were coming out of my mouth. I'm no better than Tom. Hey. Survivor Nairobi. <laughs> this I this puzzle's interesting in that it's 
have you seen this puzzle? Like, they, they do this with cars all the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that we talked about this the last time it showed up. Cool math for kids. It's the get the Volkswagen Beetle out of the parking lot. I don't know cool math for kids, but I'm... Well, I'm, your childhood was scarce. That's fair. I was too busy with math blasters. Math masters? Math blasters. Blast your math. Okay, we're moving on. Anyway, Boss and Rob wins, and it, it seemed pretty uh, favored in Rob's yeah. court. Like, he got up, and then he just like, boom, I'm done. It Get seemed like way. he knew it from the moment he started it. Yeah. And, like, that's the thing. If you've seen a puzzle before, study it. Go go look at it and learn how to do it because it may come back, especially I, for all-stars. I've heard that's a problem they've been dealing with on New Survivor. <laughs> to one specific time. Okay. Where maybe a couple times, but there is one in my brain which is – I'll talk about it when it comes up. Hmm. But it, and it's not for a long time, so I feel safe giving a broad outline of a puzzle that – wasn't used like they showed that it was a possibility to be used it wasn't used and then this person studied it said that's probably going to come back and then it did and he did it very quickly oh it's brilliant that's yeah that's genius it's so good anyway rob wins and he's like okay now we got to go get everyone back into this hut we can watch rob's video and rob makes a, a nice little gesture he's like hey Mr. Jeff, can I uh, can I give up my video so that everybody else can have their letter? Not parka, but letters. Just, 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 just a letter. He forgot about the parkas. Nah, fuck the fuck the parkas. They're all gonna get shared anyway. Yeah, people are true. gonna share their parkas. People are gonna get voted out, so you can steal their parka. Also that, <laughs> unless they take them with them out of spite. Ooh, that also happens oh, for sure. This is interesting to me. Why? Well, first of all, I do love, like, Boston Rob, way to keep your head on a fucking swivel, because Jeff loves to negotiate. Mm -hmm. Way to use it against him. Uh Uh-huh. Or not against him, in your favor. Yeah. Not a zero-sum game. I still cannot fully tell how much this was strategy, because there's a lot of me and my gut that says, actually, I think Boston Rob just really, like, cares about family, Mm -hmm. and this actually meant something to him. Fast but, and the Furious, it's all about family. Yes, and I do think it's both. It is both. But I don't know which one popped in his head first. Hmm. And that's unknowable. It really is. I do think that he had this in his brain. He's like, okay. From, I can, from I, the moment he laid out, that Jeff laid out the four letters versus four people who aren't yeah, going and all that. Yeah. I can see him being like, okay, this is, this is like, it sucks to be the person who doesn't get this. Hmm. Let me try to make this happen, if I can give of myself. I don't even think that, like, him winning favor from other people was necessarily, like, the spark. I think it was a nice added bonus. Yeah. But I think this was just an honest, nice thing he that he wanted to do. I think I lean on that side, especially given his confessional where he's like, it wasn't about the game. Well, okay, it was It was about move. the game. Yeah, I mean, like, it's... That is kind of special, that he can... Make that emotional move, uh-huh. guided by his emotions, and yet still, in a split second, realize, well, yeah, also, it's really good for my game, but also, <laughs> it's emotional. Yeah. I also do love uh, Rob being like, I don't remember when I cried, or I don't remember when the last time I was so emotional, and, like, jump cut to three days ago when he was crying over Amber. Yeah. Like, you don't remember three days ago? <laughs> 
It was a different emotional though. No, I know. I th- he was somber in the last one. This was like him actual, like uh, big feelings and crying and like having a hard time keeping his words at a, st- a steady rhythm. I I like this side of Rob. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Anything about the letters that jumps out to you? I wrote down, and my handwriting's not good. You got a something it around baby doll. I don't know what that means, but sure. That's it. Cool. <laughs> I think this is one of those times where I was just so interested in watching that I forgot to write things down. Because uh-huh. they're just really sweet for the most part. There wasn't a lot of like, there wasn't anything that like really jumped out at me. But I was just kind of like, this is nice. This is nice. We like this. I The biggest thing from the letter that jumped out to me, Rupert's was tie-dyed. Yes, yes. That's so fucking cool. And such like a character arc. That's like video game shit. Yeah. The theming? Mm. So good. Peak. Yeah. So then we we go through that. Everyone's emotional. Everyone's great feeling things from home. And then Kathy comes out and talks to Rob to kind of like smooth things over. Sure. This is this is strategy, but it's also Kathy wants to like make make good. Uh yeah. And also like just because she goes home this episode doesn't mean that she's given up and no she's going home this episode she's no. gonna so like if she wins and amber goes home mm-hmm. yeah she wants to have this conversation with rob beforehand yep and i think that she pushes harder than a lot of people have so far this season yes to like hey my back's against the wall it's probably me let's let's make a move let's get people who might not be on my side and try to convince them into doing something that is either beneficial to them or really beneficial to me. The difference is she has an argument. Uh-huh. The other people this season have just gone, including Amber, actually, the episode that she should have gone home, a lot of it's, and to her, to her credit, she didn't have any real argument to make, but Kathy has an argument of, hey guys, storms are coming. Yeah. It can come later. It can come right now. Or it can come right now while you have me in your corner. Yep. And she I'm here re- to do it. And like she has a really strong, what I'll call thesis statement. Seven or five. Something's going to happen at seven or five, and you're going to be on the wrong side of it. Mm-hmm. So you, it could be you. You can work with me right now. We can try to get you on the right side of it. She even basically says that again at Tribal Council. Yep. She brings up seven and five again. And we have not seen somebody that goes home that has that solid of an argument for why people should go to her side and then they don't did she target the right people she goes after tom and alicia are those the right people to go after do you think that they're on the outs yes but i don't know if they know that they are Mm. i think i think you after those two i think tom is is your weakest play in there and then rupert and jenna Mm. i was really surprised she didn't go harder after rupert and jenna and rupert and jenna are playing like fucking morons Ooh, why they're playing like sheep, or I guess goats, as... Like, they're being henchmen to Boston Rob, forgetting that they actually have power and autonomy. <laughs> like, you haven't built, as, as far as we know, and we have seen, you have built relationships with Alicia and Tom. You can take that right now and do it and make it 5-3. They could. Or they feel pretty locked in where they're at, and they think it's going like, to be... It'd be 6-2, actually, because you have Sheehan. Sure. I'm assuming that Kathy could get Sheehan if she needed her. Yeah. 
like I th- I think they feel pretty safe that they're it's going to be them in the final four. I guess. Do you think that's right? I mean, it could be. Yeah, I mean, I guess like. Amber and Boston Rob beat either of them in a final two. Sure. So I mean, maybe. essentially, you have Sheehan on the outs. Yeah. And then you have three pairs. And the final yes. four is going to be. I don't consider Leach and Big Tom a pair. Okay. I, it's like I, I think I said it last episode: two, two, one, and one. Okay. In Shapira. Nice. Yeah. All right. We'll see how that plays out. I I don't think we've seen Big Tom and Alicia speak to each other. That's fair. I it would make for a certain odd couple there. Oh, it'd be a great odd couple. It'd be pretty great. Yeah. So she does. She does the pushing, and she does what she can. Kathy's yeah. like, "It's either me or Sheehan," and Sheehan says the same. So it's great. Tribal. Lex has a mohawk. I really like. Like, I like to punish Lex. Yeah, he's in. He's mad. He's so mad. He's mad. <laughs> and anything you want to pull from Tribal. <laughs> Define class <laughs> is pretty good. I want to win, but also with class, says Tom. <laughs> Hilarious. I mean, I didn't. It, it was funny is like Boston Rob took that as a shot, but it didn't feel like a shot. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't. Th- I don't think he meant it anything toward anyone. I think he just meant it. I want to play this, and I want to play it the best that I can. Thing about being powerful in front and guided by your emotions is you are also somebody that is more likely to get tripped up by things that aren't actually threats mm-hmm. a la Macbeth. Ah, you're much more likely to see ghosts. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And like Kathy kind of, again, makes the speech of different things should have happened before. Like we, things should have been different, but here they are. Make your move. The only thing I wish is that she would have called out Boston Rob by name. Yeah. They keep dancing Kathy's around not gonna it. Do that though. Should've. That would have been. She should have. She, she absolutely should have. She should have said there are two factions right now. There is me and Sheehan, and Boston Rob and Amber. She should have done the Johnny Fair play of pit them uh, against each other. Yeah. Who? All right. Well, who's uh, who's your final four? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I I had kind of forgotten about like I because we've been so focused on all of these All Stars games. Pearl Islands has been a little bit memory hold mm-hmm. for the moment because these people didn't watch Pearl Islands. So I've right. kind of not been taking that into account as much. But yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Pull the fair play. Point, pit them against each other and go, okay, cool. So it's me. And then at seven, it's probably Sheehan. Hey, who's your sixth person out? Who's it going to be? Oh, who's your final five? Yeah, who's next? Hmm. Uh, after Sheehan's gone, who's next? Someone's at the bottom. Exploit it. Yeah. So we we go through that, and I I think I don't really have anything more. So Kathy's gone. Yeah, Kathy's gone. Kathy is our second member of the jury. Who? How do you think Kathy does in Future Survivor? Well, does she come back? She does not. Ah, this is the end of Kathy. That's a big bummer too. Cause... It's a bummer, but also she's getting up there in age. Yeah. So like, she's not old. She definitely could come back if she wanted well, to. She's like what in her mid fifties at this point, or early fifties, <sighs> something like that. Yeah, that's tough. Cause like, or like I I want to say late forties actually. Forties still. I mean, if you think about the next like full returnee season as probably heroes versus villains, like mm-hmm. that's still five years away. Yeah, that's tough. And Ka- I mean, I could see Kathy being on the hero side of that, but you can't also just pull everyone from All Stars. We're gonna have what twelve more seasons between now and then. Yeah, she's forty eight at the time of filming. This. At the time of All Stars, yeah. Okay. Yeah, still like yeah, I can see why she wouldn't put herself through that again. No, I think Kathy is 
probably she was probably the best player on her tribe. I think she's probably the best player that wasn't on Shapira. You know, I'm going to go higher than that. I think she's the best player not named Boston Robert Amber on this season. Okay. And I think she is always a contender. On the season or left? On the season. Okay. There's there's some extenuating circumstances in the beginning that make that a little harder. Sure. But I think, yeah, probably. I I I adore Kathy. She she makes the right moves. She says the right things. It sucks that the details of the game did not favor her at this point. But Kathy is never not playing in a way that, uh, first of all, people I think people underestimate her, mm-hmm. even in All-Stars. And she's never not playing in a way that when she talks, you don't go, wait, maybe that would help me. So, I, I think any season she's on, she's definitely post-merge, probably more often than not a final five. Mm-hmm. I think that from here on out, that hopefully the seasons get less tribal. I was really hoping All-Stars would not be this tribal. Mm, you do hope that way, don't you? You do. Oh, yeah. no! So, who's your protagonist of the episode? It's Boston Rob every single fucking episode. <laughs> cool. I, I, yeah, I mean, that's... That's who it is every episode. That's fair. Yeah. I get it. I want more of other people. I agree. And that's not taking anything away from Boston Rob. He's great. There's a reason why he takes up all the camera time. But. Eh. Eh. Bumper. That'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. Thank you, Jared, as always. Thank you for being here. We're back. We're back in the full swing of things. Feels good. Feels it does feel good. It feels good being here. Anything you'd like to promote? Fall. Ooh, I like the fall. That's good. There's not a whole lot left of it. Yeah, it's true. Well, I can still kind of consider November fall. Viable fall. Yeah. <laughs> Viable fall is actually the name of my emo band. <laughs> Viable fall <laughs> in Chicago. I guess I should clarify. Sure. Shit gets cold fast. Yeah. It's okay. It can be not as bad cold. as Minnesota. Sure. Having driven all over the Midwest the last couple weeks, I got to see a lot of really pretty trees. Nice. I like as the leaves change and it gets a little colder and it gets a little more comfy. Yeah. So enjoy the fall while you have it, everyone. Nice. I'm going to promote getting finishing this podcast episode and going to watch the Minnesota Vikings. Hey, that's right. That started a few minutes ago. Yeah. So we're going to go do that. For my co-host, Jared, this is Steven. For my host, Steven, this is Jared. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I love you all. School. School, baby. To the grave.